and welcome to Beautiful Deja Vu. I'm Roxanne and I'm here in the Sunflower House Studios, one of my favorite places to be right here with you, my dear friends and family. Today's topic is going to be a bit about parenting and what I've gleaned over the years and people I know, some information from them as well. And I know it's tough out there nowadays, but there are some godly guidelines that are in the Bible and words of wisdom that we can apply to our very lives right here and right now. I have some apples of gold from God's word to share with you today. And right now I'm sipping on some green tea. So get yourself something to sip on, cozy up, and we'll begin after a word from our sponsor. Stay with me. Well, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, I'm not chatting on that deep subject, but something more practical. What comes first, the kids or the husband? Well, you have to realize that depends on the children's age. Of course, a crying baby that needs to be fed or changed, well, that's usually understood by both mom and dad. Let's take things apart a bit, and I'll show you what I've learned over the years. Here are four practical points I put together that might be of some help. First, put God first. That can be as simple as acknowledging him in prayer, having him in your heart, and applying his principles to everything you do. That doesn't mean going to church and all of its activities, etc., not just yet. Anyway, let's get things in order. Here we're talking about reading your Bible, prayer, and such. Getting to know the Lord on a personal basis. Most important, give your day over to the Lord first thing in the morning. Most, most, most important, above all else. Secondly, family. Don't neglect your family for anything, not even a church activity. So don't offer to do something if it neglects your family, your husband, your wife. I knew this lady that had young children at home, but still wanted to do every single function there was, just like she used to before having a family, and I can understand that. But she would beg her friends and family to take care of her kids, even when it was a hardship for them. I say once in a while is fine, but the children are your responsibility, and you can wait. God willing, the activities will be there for another time. This includes dads too. Remember, family, so important. Enjoy them young or old. Parents pass on and children grow up faster than you know. Third would be church and all that goes with that. Aha, here's where church comes in. Once you've got things organized in your heart and your home, then you can apply things to your church family. When my kids were at home, we always went to church. Mind you, I didn't take my newborns to church. That's something you'll have to figure out. There are exceptions, conditions of the nursery, etc., or whether or not you're involved in Sunday school and can kind of keep an eye out for your kids. Don't use things as a means of escape. Although sitting in church and having an hour break from them can be very fulfilling, as long as they're in good care. You have to kind of weigh and balance those things. Remember, relax, because once they're grown up, you have yourself back. And for young parents, it does get easier once they're all in school. Just find ways to enjoy this time. God has blessed you with these children. Do the best you can. And fourth, then follows everything else. I understand if you're 
a college student with a degree in the near future, that can be hard. And that's why God has set apart um, a day of rest. For us, it's Sunday, as well as most of the world. So try to stay up on things so you're not tackling Sunday night with a term paper due on Monday morning. But if that happens, it's not the end of the world. But try to keep Sundays holy and all about God and resting and reflecting on Him and enjoying your family. With that being said, let's look at the Ten Commandments. Jesus spoke many times about keeping the commandments, written in stone by God's hand and given to Moses for us. Yes, even today. It's God's order, and order does bring peace. Confusion is of the devil. And we wonder where things get their names. Think of written in stone. God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, written in stone. Or how about something simple like deviled eggs? <laughs> deviled eggs, all mixed up, all stirred up. Isn't that what the enemy wants? The devil? That's what he wants. Everything all stirred up and chaotic. The answer to that is yes, most definitely. And that makes life hard and out of order. The enemy wants life to be impossible. The Ten Commandments, Exodus 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. That is the Ten Commandments that God gave us. And you may say, well, that's in the Old Testament. Well, yes, but Christ reminds us to remember the commandments that were given to us. And they're not mere suggestions, but commandments. And if you read Romans chapter 13, you'll see the references listed there as well. And if you failed in any of these, remember, God allows U-turns. And I know I've had to make many U-turns in life myself. 
So repent and ask forgiveness and start over. 1 John 1.9 in the New King James Version reads, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, my friends, it's time to end this podcast. Don't forget Yobi, your own backyard. Go out and do some good deeds for your neighbors and community. And I hope this has been as much of a blessing for you as it has been for me. Pass this podcast on. And remember, 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us to cast all our cares upon him, for he cares for you. And know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He loves us. Yes, he does. God bless you and have yourself a beautiful day. Welcome to Eclairs, my tasty little pastry from the Word of God to help get us through our day. When you encounter those certain people throughout your day, you know who they are, whether it be at work, out shopping, or anywhere you might be. And oh yes, those pesky people will come your way. You might consider it a test from God or just the devil having his fun. What to do, what to do? Well, remember these words, Ephesians 4.32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Romans 12.19, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So do your best to show God's love and let Him do the rest. Two great scriptures to ponder. Take that eclair on your coffee break today. Have a beautiful day. I am welcome everyone to beautiful Deja Vu devotions. I'm Roxanne and I have been busy, 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 busy. What's new, right? I know most of you are too, more than likely. And either that or God has you in a peaceful time of life. And we sometimes refer to that as a boring state, but it sure shouldn't be. That's the time when you get your creative wheels churning and on the move make some phone calls and try to find your place and what God would have you do with your free time. All right, well, I'm at Sunflower House Studios and it's become spring overnight here. It rained and I mean it really rained and rained and we have blossoms and bees and blooming things everywhere. It's so energizing when that happens. I love it. Of course, there is something about every season that I enjoy and I'm sure you do too. But spring is the time for new birth. And that's my topic for today's show. New birth, spiritual birth that is, and fresh starts. Lamentations 3:22 through 23 in the King James version reads, "It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness." Now that's refreshing to hear, just like spring. And right now I'm having a cup of English breakfast tea. Get yourself something to sip on and cozy up. And I'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Stay with me. Are you in that place in life and you're asking yourself, is heaven real? If so, how can I go there? Or how can I be sure? 
We're going to cover that today for you. So let's start here. There are scriptures in the Bible that tell us exactly how we can get to heaven, how we can know God, talk to Him, and have a relationship with Him. It's not complex at all. God has designed it so that even children can understand and know God. So listen up, everyone, of all ages. God made a way for us by sending us a Savior. He sent Jesus into the world as our Savior to save us from our sins. Maybe you're thinking, well, I'm a good person and I don't really sin. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In that case, what is sin exactly? Well, we can go through the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses or just think about, have I ever had an unkind or a bad thought about someone? Or threw a fit or said a bad word? Well, the list goes on. Even if you thought about it, it makes it a sin. Matthew 5, 28 in the King James Version reads, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. That basically tells us if we have even had wrongful thoughts, we've committed a sin. Remember, God is a forgiving God and he wants the best for us. I wrote this poem. It's called Follow Me. He's knocking on the door of your heart, saying, Follow me, a brand new start. He gives you blessings each new day, softly calling, showing the way. He's knocking on the door of your heart, a love so strong, don't push afar. Though mocked with slander and defamed, harsh words, his name in vain. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Take that step, do your part. His yoke is easy, his burden light. Here are your wings, now take that flight. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Have some faith and set a chart. Don't take too long to seal your fate. He's coming soon, don't be late. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Turn around and then restart. Follow him, say yes, you'll see. Love and mercy are his creed. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 read, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, and fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Jesus was born of a virgin. He led a perfect sinless life. He taught us about the kingdom of God how to pray, how to treat others. He even set a precedence for marriage and family. He healed the blind and the sick. He even raised the dead and did many miracles while he was here with us. This made some people angry, and they tried him in court. And even though he was found innocent, they beat him beyond recognition and then hung him on a cross. And that is partly how he paid the price for our sins. On the third day, he rose again and did more business down here on earth. And then he ascended to the heavenly father where he is now. We are not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven without him. He took our place so that we can have eternal life. He told us that he would leave us a comforter, his Holy Spirit. And we can have the Holy Spirit within us if we sincerely ask God to forgive us of our sins, believe in our hearts, and confess with our mouths that Jesus is the Son of God. We can be saved and have eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8-9 through 9, 
For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it is a gift of God. If someone gives you a gift, usually accept it, right? So God gives you the gift of eternal life. Matthew 6.33 reads, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. To enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. There was a man named Nicodemus who questioned Jesus. John 3.4-6 reads, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. If you're ready, pray with me and ask Jesus into your heart and be born of the spirit. We can do this right now, and you can have a fresh start, a new life, set free from the past, and born again. So pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Make me new. Change me from the inside out. Help me with my life. Set me on a new path. Teach me your ways, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that with me and believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are born again, born of the Spirit. Amen. And welcome to the family of God. You are saved and you are going to heaven and it is said that even heaven rejoices. Now you need to read God's word. And I suggest starting in the book of John in the New Testament. So get yourself a holy Bible and find a Bible teaching church. Listen to Christian radio, good and sensible pastors, and even my podcast that you may grow in the knowledge and the love of the Lord. Well, my friends, it's time to end this podcast. Please pray for those that are listening. Remember my campaign, Yobi, Your Own Backyard. Go out and do a good deed for someone. Get involved and thwart the enemy. Pray. Don't be complacent and wait until evil kicks in your front door. Put on the armor of God and do something now. Say something that will make a difference. You'll be surprised what you can accomplish. Join me and support this podcast. Send it and share it with someone you know that needs the Lord or some comforting. Remember 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. God bless and have a beautiful day.